You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Uh, I'm going to need you to address me by my full title, Pogues. That is uh, Ben, five-star, double-rated, astro-navigatrix, Chapman. Thank you very much. Hmm. How do you check? You pick the female gendered pronoun of navigator for some reason. <laughs> also, navigatrix just sounds like some sort of weird club thing. Look, look, I know, I know what you're getting at. But let's just be honest. Navigatrix is way cooler than navigator. I think we can just establish. Oh that. no, it's 100% cooler. <laughs> but I'm not really sure that would be like the female version of a non-gendered word to begin with. I'm not really sure how that works, but. I think uh, the creators of Barbarella took a lot of ideas about what proper <laughs> proper identification. I think the only thing they took a lot of was acid. Yeah, yeah, that's that's for goddamn sure. Uh, we watched um, this movie uh, that seemed like a great idea at the time. <laughs> this was a movie that, like, me and Ben God watched the trailer, it. and I was like, "This is bonkers!" And I, I told Ben to watch it, and he watched it. And we were like, "We got to do this movie." And 10 minutes into this movie, I was like, oh, this is one of those movies where the trailer's really great, but the movie's really bad. Like, they took all the amazing stuff from the movie and condensed it down. You're like, this looks like a great film. And then you watch it, and you're like, oh. Yeah, the trailer makes 30 good... minutes of crap crammed into the three minutes worth of trailer you saw. Because it's visually bizarre, and it seems to be just, like, completely logically, like, disjointed. So putting it in bite-sized, fast-paced trailer chunks, you're like... Oh, I, I like this. It, it, it's like someone who amused you on Twitter, and then you like read their screenplay, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, He's like, this is not the same. Bite-sized, very good. 140 uh, characters <laughs> really limits their ability to tell me too much. I know it's like um, 280 But of now. course, this is based on a comic book. Uh, this is probably mm-hmm. one of the ones where we have to begin with that disclaimer, because probably many people would... Um, be confused by our a, choice. A comic here. written just a few years before this movie, which is like kind of crazy. Pretty crazy. Now, and this is also one of the earliest superhero movies we can do. I mean, there is some like old Superman stuff, like almost yeah. like, old serial stuff. And then, of course, we did the first Superman movie, which was, um, help me out here, it was in the 60s, right? No, it was 74 70s. or something, maybe yeah, 70. Yeah, I don't um, remember. So, is, is this the furthest back we've ever gone? This is definitely the furthest back we've ever gone. I mean, I, I think it would be hard for us to go further back. It was yeah, 78 plus Superman. We were both way off. Um, I guess that's what I'm getting at is, is this is a remarkably early comic book adaptation. And a bizarre uh, one where, like, I just feel like who in Hollywood was like, hey, there's this French comic I think we should turn into a movie, and this is the one they picked? It's yeah, very it's odd. Pretty, it's pretty strange, too, because this comes from a, um, a French comic, um, the French actually, you know, really, really notable uh, in the graphic novel comic book field, particularly around creating adult novels, um, like non, well, non, non-classically American serialized, where it's like single short issues, but more like long, full book-sized books that might be of the same series, but uh, of the graphic novel. They're, they're known for it. In fact, a lot of people um, uh, credit early French graphic novels with the inspiration for American creations that were our beloved. So like it's a big deal, um, the, the the French world of, of graphic graphic novels. But this is a fucking weird one. I dug up, I found someone had uploaded like I don't know the first, I think it was the first fifteen pages of Barbarella number one, and I sort of read through it, um, thinking I might actually buy you know volume one like I do with some some comics we cover that I'm not familiar with. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I just judging by the movie, I feel like. It was somewhat of a faithful adaptation, which makes me think, I think yeah. I got I got what I needed to. Uh, it, it is a faithful adaptation. I, I feel like th- there's way more dialogue in the comic. They're, they're, the comic is definitely trying harder to establish a actual plot, and uh, it's trying to world build a bit. Like, the scenes where they discover some weird city or something, there's like a, actually like multiple frames dedicated to someone trying to sort of set the scene. I mean, and then like, Two pages later, Barbarella's, you know, fucking a dude in, like, a weird horned hat. And you're like, okay, all right. Um, yeah, I, I know uh, apparently a, almost every comic ended with her sleeping with someone, which I guess at the time the guy thought was very empowering for a female character, but seems kind of an odd way to empower a female character, but I guess it was sort of the sexual revolution. So, you know, I guess that was sort of his thing, is what he said. Yeah. 
and I, I've read reviews from Jane Fonda, um, or interviews with Jane Fonda, you know, looking back on this, and she, um, she, she details that at the time, like, like in like the late sixties, early seventies, when she was a lot more politically active, she looked, she couldn't even like watch this movie. It was like a horrendous part of her past, and now she looks back at it as sort of campy and ludicrous, and 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 not really worth fretting over. Which I think is interesting because yeah, it, it is. It's weird. It, this movie is not kind to women. <laughs> it's not great it's, for them, but but it's not particularly aggressively unkind. Is, well, I guess that it's, makes it's sense. also like I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen Jane Fonda in a movie, and I don't yeah. know what the fuck she's doing in this. Like I'm assuming, I'm hoping someone told her to act like this because the whole time she seems like she's in shock. Like, well, something time, terrible just happened to her, and, like, she's just, like, a blank slate. It's, like, I felt like I was, like, I think they drugged this woman so she could she would make this movie. It's I don't know, really I found weird. her a little bit more charming than that, but but Jane Fonda was dating the director, uh, Roger Vadim, who's a French French director at the time. I don't know if they were married or whatever, but they were, um, she was dating him. Um, and there probably was a measure of, um, like, I guess I'll do this. <laughs> like this fucking weird ass movie with you. Um, what I found interesting but, though, is uh, I was looking up. Cause I was like, where does this fall on like her controversy with like the Viet Cong thing? Like where she visited the Viet Cong and then said that, you know, soldiers lied about being tortured in POW camps, American soldiers. And it was like a huge deal at the time. Cause people were like, yeah, that's not cool to distrust all these soldiers. But I was like, did this happen before or after that? You know, because I was like, where is this ad on, like, her life? And it happened before. And in an interview she gave, like, in the 80s, she's like, I could see how people were really hurt by, uh, like, a famous picture of her on, like, a VC anti-aircraft gun. And she was like, you know, here was Jane Fonda, uh, Peter Fonda's daughter, Barbarella. And I was like, wait, was Barbarella famous that <laughs> That's the order it goes in is, like... I'm a famous actress. My father was famous. Also, I was Barbarella. I was like, that just seems so, like, oh, I was like, she had to have been in something else that was more important, but apparently no. <laughs> so it was, like, really bizarre. I was like, because I, I don't think I've ever heard of this movie. Yeah. What's interesting is, like, I watched this movie being like, man, I'm trying to get perspective because at times there's visuals that are cool and really interesting and I was super into. And at times I'm like, Everything here is made of cardboard. What the fuck is I will say on? this. This movie looks like it had to have cost a billion dollars because of, like, all the sets, the practical sets they made. A lot of practical sets. Some of them are and really impressed with them. Some of them phoned the fuck Yeah, in. some of them are, like, really, you're like, wow, this is super interesting or, like, like the exterior shots where they built, like, full versions of her spaceship, which looks like yeah. some sort of, like, mitten kind of. It's like really, yeah. and I was like, wow, they spent a lot of money on this. However, it's like really big, bombastic, like set pieces and sets and really 60s era sort of stuff. But what connects all that is literally nothing. Like, oh, yeah, it's literally crazy. nothing. The plot is um, she's tasked to go find some guy. And she, this, this, Roger Vadim has described this as his attempt at a cosmic Alice in Wonderland, which. I can tell that he failed. <laughs> I, I, the gist I get in that in Alice in Wonderland, she kind of just moves from like set piece to set piece, set piece to set piece, right? But at least in there, there is at least, if I recall correctly, some measure of intelligence uh, uh, wielded by Alice to get out of these various situations. There is not such for Barbara. No, that's what I mean is like, and I, I assume that she was told to act like this. Like, she comes off as like a person who, I don't know, it's really weird. Every time she, she interacts with somebody, she's like, oh, hello, how are you? Yeah, and she, I was like, what the fuck? She is she is a just woken up coma victim. Yeah. Just about every sequence that she's in in this movie. Wow. At times when she's doing like full, like back and forth scenes with people, I think she's, you know, Jane Fonda is good. But I, there's not enough that ever happening like it's usually just oh hello where are we now oh please i've been tied up oh i'm being bitten all right you, you saved me like cool uh i'm off now oh i crashed again like it's just a complete <laughs> bizarre like like it, it's as if the movie forgets what it's doing while it's doing it <laughs> it, it feels like the guy was like all right i had them build 28 sets 
Now you need to come up with a script that connects all these. And they're like, one of these is just a room full of silks. And another one just looks like a pile of blocks. And he's like, yeah, I need a script. And they were like, all right, well, I, I guess point there's out- like a dungeon that's a labyrinth. And for full context, because again, it's hard to, it's, my, I'm always like measured in my criticism of movies that came out way before I was even fucking born because you know, like seeing like Superman on screen for the first time is way different than me looking, going back and watching like old Superman and being like, what's going on? Um, there's, there's a huge, you know, especially even just the visual of like Superman flying around or whatever. Um, but I just want to clarify for, for total context that this, this came out in 68, which also had 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah, like one of the most fantastic, like <laughs> one of the best special effects films of like all time. Yeah. And, and well, not one of the best special effects movies of all time, Planet of the Apes, considered one of the Yeah, great makeups and... Yeah, like, practical effect and plot-built, like, world-building, plot-building sci-fi movies that come out of the 60s. This definitely, um, to me, had, like, the feel of... Like, when you watch older movies, like, movies from the 60s and the 70s, like, there's, like, weird pacing to movies made before the 80s. Like, I don't know if it was because, you know movies and stuff were new for so long but like movies just there'll just be like shots of people walking to a door and you're like i don't need to see this you can edit this out i like you don't need to show somebody getting into a car to then show them driving like i can understand how they got in the car so old movies always feel really slow this movie just was those slow parts without the story it was just like here she is um walking towards this guy and there's like did you notice there's like long pauses in between people talking yeah. Like, they'll just look at each other. Everything sounds ADR'd. Everything yeah. sounds... Well, I, that, I mean, a lot of not. these people are uh, French. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, or are, non-American. Not really that many French actors. Act- oh, really? Actors, but but let's, ha- let's go ahead. I mean, I think we should, just, at this point, pretty much dive right the fuck in. I will point um, out real quick. I have yeah. seen Jane Fonda, and they shoot horses, don't they? And she's good in that, so I don't know what the fuck's going on with Barbarella. Oh, yeah, she, That's that weird movie where they're in, like, a dance contest where they can't stop dancing. She's also typically a more serious actor. She's not known for her comedy. And yeah. I think this was attempted at being a comedy. It is weird. Looking at her credits before this, I'm like, what made that? I guess just because she, you know, she's pretty. You know what I mean? She's a, a, an attractive woman. But, like, I, none of these films am I like, yeah, I get why they were like, ooh, we got to get her for Barbara. You know what I mean? It's not like she was in, like, a bunch of, like, kind of, like, I mean, because this movie is basically almost softcore porn. Yeah, it's it's. I know that like that might sound harsh if you're unfamiliar with the with the content. Like, oh, we're just capitalizing the fact that you know her outfit is on like the poster is skimpy or something. No, I mean like literally the opening scene, which we can get right into, is less her than, s- stripping. Less than two minutes scene. into the movie, you can see both of her breasts like entirely. She and I, the I credits are supposed to like go over them, but they don't at all. I mean, like I was like because I was watching, I was like. um... Is, is she just completely topless? I thought this movie was rated PG, and it I'm is. I'm pretty sure not even Barb Wire got to to nudity this quickly. No, you know I, what it's, I mean, and it's like, and this isn't just like hinted nudity like Barb Wire was. This is like, here's some, here's her breast. Enjoy. It's really awkward. Yeah, we get her. It's a, it's a pretty famous scene, I think, in the pop culture world of her in a spacesuit in zero gravity, which I'm not entirely sure how they did this zero G, but. Um, uh, in the, in the late sixties, uh, I guess it did really good zero G in 2001, but yeah. Whatever. Um, but she's, she strips slowly out of a suit. At one point I'm thinking she's just going to be wearing like some sort of like undersuit know, or underwear. Under or... Suit. Yeah. But she is full nude, just drifting around while they're still running credits. Like it's such toss away nudity that they haven't even finished telling you like yeah. who the producer was. <laughs> and maybe that's like, maybe that's just like the age we grew up in. But I'm like, this is just like, this feels like weird. Nude. Like sometimes like when you're watching a movie and there's just like random boobs, you're just like, oh, I don't, this is weird. This is like, they don't even get into the movie and they're just like, fuck it. Here you go. We know what you're here for. And it is like, yeah, the credits go on for like another minute after she's like completely naked. And just floating around to a song they wrote for this movie called Barbarella, I think. Yes. I, mean, I can only assume like, they wrote it for this movie. There's a lot of custom music in this. Which um, contains, also, though, a lyric. Did you hear this lyric? No. Let me let me, let me me get the exact lyric. I, do, I don't recall anything but the Barbarella. Like, yeah, it's, it's really terrible. But one of the lines is, a kind of cockoshella around you. What? Barbarella. What? 
I don't know what the fuck that. I know what a, a cockle, you know, like this, the shell you blow into, and it makes like a woo sound. That's what like a. But they're called conch shells, not conkle shells. So I don't even know if that's what they're referring to. But that's a lyric, conchashella around you. And I was like, that I don't. She's not in a shell. She's completely nude right now. So it was a very confusing song, and it went on for so long. It's like three minutes of her stripping. Yeah, it's it's a really. I mean, it's really give, giving you this sequence. Like, if you came for this, like, congratulations. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, this isn't right like now. one of those movies where you're like, I hear there's nudity somewhere in it. I'm gonna watch it. You're like, oh, there's nudity. Yep, never mind. I'm there. Yeah, it's it, it's so much nudity that you're willing to like go get popcorn during it and you know that you won't miss it because um, there's several more and you're and, and whole, scenes this sequence is happening in what is i guess the only room of her spaceship because despite its size we only ever see this weird shag carpeted cockpit when Which, i say shag carpet yeah. i mean wall literal wall to wall and ceiling it's it, yeah it, to it, see shag carpeting shag. <laughs> paints a picture that's not 100 percent accurate it is oh, like she fuck. is inside of just a ball of carpet. And it's like long. It looks, it looks like she's inside of a Chewbacca. Like and, as and, if there's yeah. just like a Wookiee around her. It's it long is, shag carpet. Except for the bed, which appears to be clear plastic. It is definitely what, um, it is, is, it is definitely what like the inside of Chewbacca's head looks like. He's <laughs> like daydreaming. Um, it's it's felt, it feels if like it was everyone's van in, in 68. If you're in prolonged space trips, you don't want shag fucking carpeting. <laughs> Maybe you do, though, because you're hitting Microbes. stuff. I don't know. Uh, but I guess they just explain it away with one of their pseudo-science no- nonsense, which is given to us when the president of Earth shows up. By the way, this is all taking place in the um, 41st century, um, mm. when, much like Demolition Man, we've done away with sex and murder. Yeah, who knew? Who knew that's... Apparently that's all we have to get rid of is just stop boning, guys. I know you want to, but don't. And the world will be a better place. And we'll greet each other by holding up our hands and saying love. Both movies. I was going to say, there's a lot of weird similarities between this movie and Demolition Man. Both dumb greetings. You can also tell that uh, The Fifth Element was inspired by this movie. Um, The director, Luc Besson, also being French. Um, I feel like... uh, Not surprised at all. (laughs) You know the way... uh, Is her name Lilu in that movie? Yeah, you know what? She like seems like she's confused and doesn't know what's going on because she's an yes. alien. Jane Fonda seems like that, but for no reason. <laughs> but then she gets the hang of it, and she Lilo be- becomes like a badass. Yes, pretty fucking quickly. The problem here is I don't know, I don't know what Barbarella is. Well, I'll tell you what the the real story of Barbarella is: a woman who's never had sex starts having real sex yeah. and becomes so good at it. She breaks a machine designed to kill you via orgasm. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And then, um, as near as I could tell, the movie just wrapped itself up. Yep, that there there is there is zero there is zero um, um, uh, autonomy or or, or 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 participation from Barbarella in the entirety in the entirety of the final act of this movie. She is literally trapped in an invisible box, yelling at a. She's she is watching the end of this movie on a screen and we're watching her watching the movie that is the rest of this movie and i do not understand how this happened <laughs> it is yeah i i'm gonna i told ben i by the time i got to the end i was like fuck this and i was watching like a minute at a time and then fast forwarding and just being like uh-huh uh-huh i got the gist of it she found the guy things worked out there's a song about the angel at the end all right i'm good yeah i'm all set see you later this uh, you also point out like she has no agency at the end of this movie, but she also has like no agency throughout the movie. At one point, when she first gets her mission, she crashes in the longest crash sequence in the history of cinema, in which all you're seeing is a screen that's just showing like a uh, fucking Pink Floyd laser light show. And Window screensaver. Yeah, it's like something's going on and it's making her crash. What it is, it appears to be a green blob. But she, she is watching like you've got your it, it's 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 like 1999 and you've got your Winamp uh, win visual you know audio visualizer up and you're listening to uh, some fucking <laughs> like some slip knots so that bass yeah, is just blowing or that's what she's watching on screen um there's like 
I don't mean to criticize it too much, but they're like the ship isn't shaking. She doesn't seem all that concerned. She's occasionally um, doing the Star Trek like fall to your left, fall to your right. And then the best part is is when she strikes when she crash lands, like all the way crash lands, she, that is just her putting her head down. Like she's laying on yes. the ground and she goes, Oh no, and then she puts her head down. And that's and that's it. And I'm like, oof, really really bring me in the moment there. Everybody. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, she's is she okay? Jesus Christ. And yeah, we're we're feeling that she's crash landed. She steps out of her uh her, her, her shuttle into like an ice planet. Um she oh uh, sorry, I forgot to I forgot to mention. Oh no, no, this, this is that same moment. She she exits her ship into this ice planet where she meets two the shining girls in their weird outfits. Mm-hmm. It's like it's kind of like so insanely lazy. They're like, oh, this is an alien planet. Everyone can look like anything, and we just look like regular school children. Yeah, they just look um, like kids from the sixties. They're not even in, like space costumes. They're talking in what sounds like like confused pig Latin. Um, yeah, or like worry. German mixed together with like Latin or something. It's really weird. It... She prepares to translate it with her tongue box. Her tongue box. Which, not okay with. <laughs> it's just. Not she keeps just... saying, ooh, I need to adjust my tongue box. Oh my god. And it's. I just. It's deeply upsetting. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. But man. so these kids not, kidnap her after really she goes skiing in... Like, every two minutes, something happens, and there's, like, a really shitty psychedelic rock song. Yeah. And and then and then in my notes, I just write question marks. Like, is this a manta ray? The, and we were talking about how good some of the sets are. The manta ray is not included in that. It looks like somebody was like, I'm going to describe to you what a manta ray looks like. And then two months from now, I need you to draw it. And that's what we're... Like, from memory of my description... Because it looks like a Tootsie Roll that's just been crushed and somebody put googly eyes on it. He's just like... So, like, wet uh, wet paper bag? Is that what yeah, we're after? Yeah, I mean, it's just gross. <laughs> it just looks like a turd monster. And it doesn't oh, fly. Uh, it just slides and... It, then, like, squishes across the ground, which somehow pulls a sled of three people. And then um, they get to their the ship of Duran Duran, the man she's looking for. Uh, yeah, who's gone because he's hungry like the wolf. Boom. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I'm gonna but, have to Google Duran Duran songs to keep up because <laughs> I can't. I don't think I can name another. <laughs> I can name one more. I'm gonna work it in somewhere. Um, but uh, they then tie her up, and some really fucked up dolls come to, I guess, eat her. And these kids are just watching. This scene was like just super fucked up and weird. And then, and if you're if you're wondering, are we fast forwarding through stuff? No, the the pace at which we're describing this is the pace at which this stuff is being revealed and then ultimately resolved. Also, we're giving you more details because we've seen the rest of the movie. You literally like, oh, some kids found her. Oh, they kidnapped her. Okay, there's a manta ray pulling them. All right, now they're in the ship, and now there's murder puppets. Okay, <laughs> and there's just no. They never explain what the the dolls are. The weird murder dolls. There's. About 30 seconds worth of shots of them slowly walking towards her, closing their mouths, which really could have been way shorter. But then they're rescued by a man who explains his job is he's a catcher or something. And children... Apparently he he catches the weird children. Well, apparently on this planet, when children are born, they're just let loose into the wild like stray dogs. And then when they become adult age, he goes and catches them and they get integrated into society seems like the most fucked up thing you could do is just abandon some children on a frozen lake and just be like here here's some murder puppets we'll see in 18 years (laughs) and they never explained anything but so she gets with this guy and he's like oh i can fix your spaceship and this guy is wearing basically the suit version of the inside of her ship he's in like a like a, a shirt that's just made of like a long brown wig and yeah, he looks like he's wearing a Chewbacca suit, which yeah, is like without a the head through 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 thread here that I I don't understand. Well, there's also a gross through thread later where he takes off his Chewbacca outfit, but is hairier underneath of it than the suit. When he yeah. pulled it down, I was like, no, no, put it back up, put it back up. It was deeply upsetting. I, I thought it. He looks like. He makes he looks Sean Connery look like he waxes. It's in yeah. it's, it's crazy. When he pulled it down, I thought he was wearing another shirt, and then I was like, "Oh God, no!" 
And then we get, which, again, but, is a scene that I'm now realizing is straight ripped off by Demolition Man, in which he's like, oh, I don't do this weird, like, hand. Yeah, yeah so she's, hand he's like, she kills he's, sex. He's basically like, I'll fix your ship. And she's like, oh, great. What can I do to repay you? And he's like, you can sleep with me. And she's like, all right, I guess. And it's like, which, by the way, what kind of fucking agency is this? The first guy is like, I want to fuck you. You're just like, well, I mean, I got to get my ship fixed. But also, by the way, this is the ABC of every porn made yeah and and we're watching this <laughs> a pg movie and i just and so she talks about there's like an echocardiogram or some shit to see if they link up and then they hold hands after taking these pills which is like a lot like which we see later in the movie and it yeah. looks except for with like way more air effects like the sex scene from demolition man which is like in your mind and i was like this is really weird that both these movies i guess maybe demolition man took from this but What's crazy, though, is the guy's like, no, I don't, not that way. It's like, you know, like regular sex. And she's like, what? Only really poor people do that. And I was like, wow, so in the future we got rid of war, but there's still really poor people? <laughs> like, come on, guys. get your like, Let's get some priorities together. That's, it's the 41st century. There's no war. What else are we working towards? Um, but because we have to fly through the ins- insanity that just, that just punctuates this movie, there is what is another... It can be added to our, you know, our, uh, our not another origin story, like, you know, little post-it board of awkward sex scenes that we didn't need in a comic book movie. This scene with, like, he just drives his weird, He like, drives it around s- in a circle for what well, appears like, to be, like, 12 and, and a like, half minutes, or 12 and a half like, seconds. It's so long. And then, uh, and then, and then just, like, weird moaning is heard. And then when they get back to her, she's, like, basically catatonic. Well, yeah, he's, like, he's, like, see, wasn't that better? And she's, like, do, 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 do. And I'm, like, one, does Jane Fonda not know how to hum? Like, I feel like the director was, like, you're humming. And she was, like, hum, hum, hum. He's, like, no, you, you don't say the word. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, the most, un- and she, ke- and then he's, like, all right, let's go look at your ship. And she's, like, dum, dum. And I'm, like wait, have I been, like, having sex wrong all this time? Like, no one ever just goes straight into just, like, catatonic humming. I must not be very good. I need to take lessons from the fucking 15 seconds worth of pumping this guy does. And it's weird. She's, like, so into it. And then he doesn't even fix her fucking shit. Yeah, she gets back into her fucking shit. Like I said, I just, I just, ooh, you guys, I just, I want to reiterate it again that I'm supposed to be the fun, positive one. But fucking Barbarella... <laughs> crashes right away. She is assigned she, a mission. Yeah, she fucks. and she and she goes right. No, I just want to. I just want to oh, summarize. Yeah. She is assigned a fucking mission. She goes. I guess. Then her ship crashes seconds later, and she's like, "Shit!" And then she's captured seconds later, and she's like, "Oh dang!" And then like a guy then freed her. seconds after the danger starts of being eaten alive by puppets. She she immediately has sex with this stranger, which is like whatever and then and then she's she completely forgets who she is and where she is i also forget what she's doing that's fine she then gets out of this guy's ship gets back in her own ship well, he says he off, fixes it takes He's like off, i fixed it and crashes again and i'm just like she literally flies up into the air and the computer's like nope the stabilizers are in reverse and then just slams it to the ground i'm like couldn't you have read that before you took off Every part of her ship seems to surprise her, like, as if she's yeah. never seen it before. Yeah, her face is, like, a constant state of, like, what? Like, every shot they cut to her face, she's just like, huh? And that's why I feel like she was, like, on a lot of drugs or something. Because it's just, she always and just she looks dumbfounded. she falls down a lot. She falls down yes. like a ton. One of my uh, notes just says, damn, Barbarella's a klutz. Because <laughs> at one point, she gets, the, after she sleeps with that guy, he's like, you can wear some of my furs. And she picks this one that has, like, a three-foot tail on it. And she keeps tripping over it for, like, a minute. It's just, like, pratfall after pratfall. And I was like, this is very alarming. Also, she changes clothes like she's the host of the Oscars. Like, she's in a different outfit, like, every ten minutes. It's insane. That alone must have been most of the budget was making all these ridiculous outfits she wears. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without question, like, the majority of thing, the majority of what we're seeing in, like, every one of these scenes is uh, is just how, how many costumes can we get on or how many weird, like, how many weird fucking sets can we pass through? That like, that's just the gist of this entire goddamn movie. Um, yeah, it, it is very crazy. I I I'm struggling to like recall the fucking plot for well, me because so the, she falls down and she, she goes in, through the lake into 
below I the or, lake, which is a labyrinth city. What is the name of it? It had a name like Igor or some shit. Yeah, the labyrinth where she meets an angel who's not an angel. He's the last of the bird people who's lost Birdman. his will to fly. He has no yeah, he has no eyesight. I wish it was just Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Well, more importantly, he he's like, hi, I'm a new character. And she's like, all right, I have a series of questions for you. And it's like, good, well, that's going to be great because I have no answers. Yeah, she's like, like I'm just... Yeah, she starts asking questions. He's like, I don't know, you could try asking Dr. Ping. It's like, why are you in the movie? <laughs> it would be like if, if Luke landed on Dagobah and he meets Yoda and he's like, so can you train me how to use the Force? He's like, whoa... Let's go see if there's anybody else on this planet that Hold can on. help you. That, that's a different guy. All right, where am I? Boy, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, 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 is, it is literally the most disposable conversation in the history of cinema. But it's like three it, minutes long. It, but it's like three minutes long. And they're just asking each other questions that they don't seem to have any answers to. He's like, you're from Earth. And she's like, I don't know, I guess. I got fucked earlier and I completely forgot what my name is. Like, I'm just like, good God. Good God, this and movie. Then, and then so she's like, oh, yeah, we're in this labyrinth, which they explain is like the punishment for people who go against the dictator of this uh, city, the Black Queen or whatever. I didn't exactly. I could never figure out if the Black Queen was the dictator or the weird guy with the like pregnant belly suit thing that he was wearing. But so they're in this thing and people just eventually become part of the labyrinth. Like, uh, yeah, people on board Davy Jones' ship in the, <laughs> the Pirates movies. Yeah. But so there's all these people that are like stuck inside rocks. I, I will say that half they, rocks here. Yeah, th- this this set when it's revealed is pretty fucking cool. It's a cool la- set. The labyrinth is like a, like you said, it's a bunch of people twisted into like these weird positions inside of what is you know very like paper mache. But um, when they pan out and like show like the whole like span of it with like the labyrinth, like yeah, uh, all these sets are huge. With like the they they're doing like a really extreme like uh, uh, what is the term. Um, when they're messing with like the the visual range to like make something look far away, uh, oh, like where they force have perspective. Yeah, force perspective. Where they're having the labyrinth sort of like rise up to a peak, and then at the peak there's like a big city, but really in reality that city's like you know as tall as like my fucking kneecap like uh, off the ground. But but like it looks really cool. Like when they did that said, I actually just made a note. I'm like this looks awesome, and I was actually excited for the movie to start doing something. Um, I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is, so they get in there, and this is, like, another scene where there's just, like, all of a sudden there's just random nudity, and, like, she's walking, and some woman just walks dead in front of the camera, and she's a rock from, like, the waist down, or from, like, the lower, like, underneath her breast down, and above her breast up, but it's just her breast. So it's, like, a rock with boobs, and I was like, why is (laughs) this is so weird and unnecessary and very uncomfortable? And then they introduce, like, a guy who's, like, a mirror, but then he never appears again! (laughs) It's like another character. They're just like, hey, check it out. That guy's turning into a mirror. All right, so anyways, what are you here for? I hear you're Earthling. It really is. It's like you're at like a haunted house where it's like a fair. And like, over here is the man with the missing head. And like the guy's holding his own head or whatever because it's like a costume effect. And you're like, all right. But they don't have like they don't have like an explanation for him, or do they? Do they not have anything else to do with him? He just like slowly shuffles off screen once he's done. Yeah. Like with whatever effect he's doing. They were like, "Huh, that's pretty cool. We came up with that." It's like, "Yeah, you strapped him here to a guy." We also get Marcel Marceau here. Um, yeah. As we talked which... about in the mini episode the 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 literally world famous and as you put it, only famous mine. Yeah. And I need to get something out right now. I, I know that the scene doesn't come up for later. Pokes. Pokes. There is a extended sequence with an invisible wall, and the mime isn't involved. <laughs> it does feel like a real misstep to there cast. There is a very long sequence with an invisible wall, and the world's only famous mime has already been written out of the fucking movie. Ah, ah, God. It is. It's so weird when they do this. Why did they, they get him for this? I, why he did he agree? He doesn't do anything. He could be any actor of any time. He just is like, oh, look at your ship. It's pretty fucked. I guess you have to go to the city. All right, bye. And that's <laughs> it. We we're done with him forever. Like he's he's never had a speaking role before, and this is what he does with it. It's really upsetting. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a, I'm not like a Marceau head or anything. I'm just saying. It's just I weird. recognize like, that name. Yeah, like, that's like, how big he 
<laughs> yeah, he's still famous now. Like, he's been dead for quite a long time, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he's still alive. But, like... It, it would be like if you just suddenly, like, got Fred Astaire to do a movie around this time, and he's just, like, someone's driver. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah. get... He's never on his feet, and he doesn't dance or do anything like that. Yeah, what it. was that movie he was actually in? Was that Fred Astaire? That really terrible uh, roller skating movie with Olivia Newton-John? Wasn't that him? <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. Holy shit, this, he died in 2007. So I, I was way off, guys. But, like, Ugh. he's, like, a famous mime mime he survived world war ii he worked for the he worked he worked for the french resistance yeah he helped like sneak people and children out he's like a a hero you know he's in tons of like famous movies and for some reason not like tons of famous movies he's only in like 20 things but he's like a famous person like i know who he is and i don't know shit about mimes (laughs) but then he was just like yeah i'll take this bit role in this weird like softcore porn you're making for some reason it's just so bizarre yeah i i i I don't think i'll frankly ever understand it um but around this time we're in the city of god whatever so go there it is so go i got it this about around this time they're finally in the city of sogo which is where the rest of the movie will take place we're supposed to get an idea of this weird civilization which is pretty not good where I mean, because like, like the first thing that happens when they arrive is she is, um, uh, uh, you know, she is uh, attacked basically mm-hmm. by two children, random s- street men. Oh, you uh, mean once they get there, yeah. Yeah, once they get to Sogo, she's attacked by two random street men who attempt to rape her, and um, they come up w- like they're going to fuck her, and like they throw her down. She's like, "What do you want?" And they like make a face, and she's like, "Oh." And she's, like, so nonchalant. I was like, wait, what yeah. the... And she has a gun that we saw blow a, up somebody. I have a bigger problem is that moments before, she, well, as she's captured, she has entered the city with uh, Pygar, I believe, the yes, angel the that she's angel. now just hanging with. Which oh, she we, had, skipped, we, we skipped the fact that she slept with him and now he can fly. Yeah, it's, he had lost the will to fly and then she fucked that wheel right back into him. Again. I guess. And after the sex with him, same weird humming. Yeah. Uh, except she's in, like, a weird bed made out of, like, I assume twigs and spit. Yeah, it seems like uh, a terrible nest to be. Pretty like sure that's a terrible thing to be naked in. Birds build nests. <laughs> it's a lot of, like, bile and shit. It's not going to be cool to hang out with. Um, I assume he does the same thing. Uh, but they they arrive in the city, which is, like, a metropolis. Like a, like a full-on metropolis. And she is grabbed and dragged into an alley. And as she's pulled away, she turns to Pygar, who, well, yes, blind... Is competent. I mean, somehow he flew her through like a space battle earlier, so he's not like an idiot. Um, she's being dragged away, and she yells, "Hold on, wait for me!" Yeah, it's it was very. If you're confusing. being kidnapped, the answer isn't "I'll meet you later." <laughs> it is "Help me from being kidnapped." Yeah, and it's like again, just another moment where you're like, "Is she oh the hero God. of this movie?" Because. Like I said, they, they're basically like, huh? And she's like, oh, okay. Like, she's just going to be down with it. And then this woman comes up and murders the two of them and is like, let's do it. And she's like, well, I should really get going. I got to find my angel friend. I was like, what is going on, man? Pokes, if we are ever, like, walking down the street side by side, you know, having ice cream cones, as we often do, mm-hmm. um, and, and, a, and, a black window, and a black windowless van pulls up and the doors open and masked men grab me, I will promise you right now, my next line won't be, oh, shoot, I'll see you, I'll, I'll, I'll call you later, I'll call you later. <laughs> Just wait for me here, I'll be back. Hold my ice cream. Like, what a weird thing to say. I feel like he was being kidnapped. Oh, well. Oh, now I'm being kidnapped. I will say I skipped over it, but the sequence in which she is flying and holding her ray gun and blasting spaceships is kind of what I signed up for in the movie. And that part, I'm cool with. Even though, it's, I will it's say... It's terrible. I will say, scriptwriter... Um, Maybe don't have Barbarella yell to the blind character that's helping her, watch out. <laughs> yes. She says a lot of things to a character that cannot see. Like, all the know, time. Like, I, to look, your left. It's like, he he can't see. Like, he doesn't I, know. I know it's stupid. But in the, in the context of this challenging movie, just having her, like, shooting weird fleshy spaceships out of the air is what I'm here for. Like, right? It's a sci-fi... Except like, for it like takes romp. so long. It's very long. Uh, but if I, I'm here for like a sci-fi romp, 
this is at least what should happen. Not her falling down. And and this is one of her only moments of competence. This is the only moments that makes her look like a hero because she, yeah. while, while she's being flown, she's actually able to shoot down enemy ships where I'm like, okay, she must be trained in something because she seems to be able to do this. But I don't know what it is because, you know, moments later she's sort of like, you know, someone, someone walks up and like nudges her in the shoulder and she falls down nine flights of stairs and then goes unconscious for the 15th time in the movie. Yeah, she definitely has a lot of concussions. <laughs> yeah, it's really not good. She needs you. to have a CAT scan or an MRI, whichever one's the one for your head, I always forget. At this point, we also Maybe meet I need Knife one. Lady. We meet Knife Lady in the, in the Metropolis, who, who is later, I guess, the queen or something. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I did not follow that thread. I watched this in two separate sittings, and the second one I was really given up on. Yeah, later she's dressed totally differently and looks totally differently, and she's like, you're the girl from earlier, except without the eye patch. It's like, yeah, it's me. And I'm like, uh, all right, cool, all right. Uh, and then, I mean, the movie just sort of like, she eventually finds the guy, right? That was my understanding. <laughs> the guy she was looking for, Duran Duran. Yeah, what happens is she arrives on... He's visiting at a church so for his cool. new religion. She meets the concierge, which New is a really Duran Duran song. It's a, thank you. Um, she meets the concierge, yeah, who is a character name. that will persist for a while and then ultimately reveal himself to be Duran Duran, who has like aged 30 years because of. Oh, know, he was Duran Duran. I miss that. Someone introduces the idea of something called Mathmos, which apparently is, I guess, like, like gaseous bad vibes is the best i could assert yeah it's just like when somebody's harsh in the chill and i guess it's like in certain places is a density of it in certain places it's what's underneath the city is my was my understanding yeah other times it seems like it's everywhere and they're all dying of it all the time because he says he's aged 30 years because of it so i'm like is it just sort of like in your vents or what is it yeah like it's just like the red tide you know, yeah. sometimes you just don't want to leave your house when it comes in. He captures her, and I'll just just spoil the the remaining fucking hour of well, this. Movie. Wait, before we get to that, there is the weird scene where she meets the underground and has hand sex. Okay, I did get to blow see past that the pills because I have to admit um, the sequence if where you say you jerked she... off. I'm I'm ending this podcast. <laughs> I have to admit, uh, <laughs> no, no. The sequence, this sequence where she's dropped below, she okay, so she's imprisoned in this birdcage, a literal bubble full of birds that all bite her. It's like the these people are just like terrible at murder. They're just every every murder they have is the most ineffective. Like our dolls will chew you for an hour, I guess. Like it's so lame. But she's rescued because the revolution of this city has a bunch of random tubes that they can apparently pull people through. Um, this sequence in this sort of like hub is the best thing that this movie has to offer because it is like a Monty Python fucking sketch down here because this weird guy who's apparently wearing a speedo and a bunch of random straps and a long shirt. Yeah. And who's apparently been waiting to have hand sex with somebody. (laughs) Is is just sort of like living in like the tunnels of this city. And is in charge of the resistance. I think he is, he's explaining his name is Dildano Mm. and he, and he is explaining how he is going to rescue her. Um, uh, uh, by the way, this is a repeat. This guy is named uh, David Hemmings. He's in a ton of relatively famous um, uh, 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 um, like television shows and movies. He's in like the, uh, the 2000 movie Gladiator. He's in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen as Nigel. I can't really place him. Um, oh, he's in a bunch of television shows that you'd recognize. This guy's actually pretty great. Um, but he is... He he's trying to explain to her how he's this like powerful like revolutionary, and then every few seconds a random dweeby looking motherfucker comes down a slippy slide and is like hail the revolution, and it is the most fucking goofy Monty it, Python thing. Yeah, I've it ever really seen. does feel like a Monty Python sketch. And then when they go to have hand sex, <laughs> this which, which is not to be like like you know she's giving him an HJ like. They're just, their hands are pressed together, and, like, this weird music plays, and then it stops, and they both just look at each other, and then, I guess the director was like, alright, now just shoot compressed air at their faces, because, like, the rest of it is, like, this weird psychedelic music, and they're, like, spinning in a circle, and their hair's just getting messed up, and they're making weird faces, and it's, 
it was like a four minute scene i thought it's fucking phenomenal folks it was and then it ends in his hair her hair hair curly her hair is curly his hair explodes their hands smoke it's the best. It's the best thing. But <laughs> the whole, whole time sequence. they're just making weird eye contact, and he has, like, he has some peepers going on. So, like, his, like, eye contact is very... And then, like, a guy shows up mid-sex sequence. It's just pale revolution. Sex in quotes, and he's like, I need help with the... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> just sweat. Yeah, he just, like, kind of hangs out for a minute. But he comes down the tube, like, like a slide, but backwards. Like, on his stomach with his... It's feet it's, going down. Yeah, it's 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 a bunch of like grown men coming down McDonald's play play slides, and then in exchange going, "Hail the revolution! Hail the revolution!" Uh, I'm having a hard time in sector nine. All right, I'll send some help over. And, then and all of them with slide. like terrible hair, like just really bad hair. And then so he slides down, turns around, jumps up, it's like, "Hail the revolution!" Oh, <laughs> and it's like I can't even picture like in his mind. He's like, "The fuck's going on?" <laughs> Like, just he doesn't two get people it. Hands pressed he, together. His face determines that he knows that he shouldn't be seeing it, but he stands there, and then as this guy gets up from what was, a, I, I guess, sex. Oh, a mind blowing <laughs> orgasm. The guy, still with, I assume, wet pants, oh, comes yeah. over to this guy, and the guy's like, uh, I need reinforcements, and hands him like a clipboard. <laughs> it's. It's a magical moment. That was one of the few <laughs> scenes that I was like, because I was kind of fast forwarding through. I was like, yeah, she's down, and I was like, I was like, hand set, and so I went back and I watched that whole scene. And I was like, oh my god, this is. I this should have been the whole movie at least once. That was the opposite of every other scene where I like you was sort of like clipping forward every now and then because I couldn't handle it. This scene, I like went back because I just couldn't stop laughing at these people like having these little slippy slide meetings. <laughs> it really did feel like a Monty Python skit where it's just like, "Oh, hello, I'm here too." You know, uh, I need help in Sector Four. All right, thanks. Do do do, and just walks off. And they, the fact they come via slide, and I it could not gets... get over that the guy came down back. I know Revolutionary is coming down like a fun, fun like playground slide. It would have been better if they had slid down and been like, "We hail revolution!" <laughs> hail the revolution! We. Um, but after this, and after about nine more costume changes, uh, she reemerges in the city where she is instantly caught because once again, Barbarella is good at nothing. Yeah, nothing. Her, her she's not a good to disguise herself is just to recline. I mean, she's I, like, I'll just lay I, by these pillows; no one will notice. She's totally she's instantly caught. She's placed in uh, what is called, I guess, like a, the the pleasure device or something. It has some... well, yeah. He puts her in this organ that's going to basically like make her orgasm to death i guess because he said you'll die of pleasure and so it's again like i feel like this movie like the, the director also had like a band and was like guys i got a great idea well look we're gonna is... write a bunch of really shitty music for this terrible movie i'm making and you can all see my girlfriend's boobs this scene is deeply upsetting because mm, what it essentially is is <laughs> jane fonda from like the shoulder blades up just wiggling around in what is basically like a giant accordion. Um, well, I, I, I can't get over the fact that Duran Duran or the concierge, whatever he is at this point, looks like John Lovitz. And he does. John- <laughs> I didn't looks- even think of And so watching John Lovitz play a fuck piano is like something that I'm going to see when I close my eyes. Forever. I, I mean, it's worth quitting this podcast, and if you could just get the John Lovis plays a fuck piano T-shirt going, I would really appreciate it because I feel like it would like like a dream catcher. It would sort of purge the thoughts out of my head, you know. I'll see it what I can do out. for you. It would help me out a lot. It is like it is a crazy moment because he starts playing it, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> it feels kind of good." And again, it's like she has this like weird blank look, and then it's basically like the director was like, "All right, pretend like someone's like, you know, touching you." And I'm like, why would you... And it, the scene is at least four minutes long. It feels forever. Yeah. like Or four it's, or five. I mean, it, it, I skipped through it because I was like, this is really endless. And eventually, basically... The she she can, Yeah, the machine shorts out because I guess she can take so much pleasure. I didn't exactly understand how the machine broke. And then he gets mad at her. And then she's like, well, could you hand me some clothes? And he's like, yeah, sure. It's like, weren't you just trying to kill her? And I don't mean to, to discredit her here, but I don't think she's earned the ability to withstand, like, scientifically engineered pleasure machines. I mean, she just learned about sex literally an hour ago. Well, like, here's the thing, though, too, is, like, 
we're gonna make this she's the hero what's her like real power uh a fuck machine can't kill her it's like that's it it's a it's a horrible and such a specific power it's never gonna come up again you've you've mastered the one situation but i was like she's incompetent in everything else she's not a spy she's clumsy she does she forgets what she's doing a lot which is weird um she constantly just lets herself be led around by whoever she meets as long as they have a penis it's just such a bizarre like movie where i I could see why later jane fond was like i don't want to be associated with this but the whole thing is i'm just i can't imagine anybody reading the script would be like yeah all right I'll, i'll be in this movie you know you think you'd always be like this i don't i don't like this because yeah, there's, I, I mean, I imagine the script was like eight pages. Like it felt like a guy was like, I bet you I could write a whole script on a piece of paper. Like, and half one of them sheet. are just like, half of them are just the word moan in italics. Yeah. That's like most of this movie. It's like, all right, 15 minutes strip scene, then two minutes plot, one sex scene. And then three I, minutes plot, angel I, sex scene. I, I don't think the last like quarter of this movie is even worth attempting recapping because she gets out of this machine. She is then placed in an invisible box, which she's given an invisible key for, and I don't understand it. And like Duran Duran's excited about getting access to this part of the city, which I don't get because he appears to be in charge. Yeah. And then the queen is in prison there, which makes less sense because once again she's the queen, so I don't understand what. It, like it, 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 logic is gone here. It doesn't make any sense. So to to shorten it. She is put in a magic, an invisible box, which again involves zero fucking mimes. And she is placed in an invisible box, which apparently is both simultaneously full of this math, mathmas like gas, and also not because they're fine in there. I don't. Well, it's just how you feel at the time. Well, she specifically, the queen specifically says, we will die shortly because there's like all this gas in here, and now that there's two of us. Like, we'll die because I guess there's less oxygen. I don't know. But then, despite the fact that they're in what has essentially been described as a cell that will be their tomb, a, a TV plays footage of the city and, like, the guy doing stuff. And I'm like, what am I watching? Like, it would be, like, in the middle of, like... It would be like if you're walking, watching, like a, like, a Bond movie or whatever, and then right as he's, like making his way to take on the last villain, he just, like, gets into a hotel room and start starts watching the motel TV in which the villain is, like, plan is failing. Like, I yeah, don't... Yeah, he's just like, oh, this works out well for me. It, like, he's watching a, a, an impossible video of the villain being like, my whole thing's blowing up! <laughs> Shit! My laser! It's... Oh, I've been lasered by my own laser! Oh, no! And then Bond's like, well, all right. <laughs> not mm, this, too, this worked out great. Room service? Not too shabby. And then, like, we roll credits. Like... <laughs> the weirdest this is where i probably fast forwarded the most because i just there was yeah, i'll no be honest stakes. i don't actually know how the movie ends because i just gave up there was no logic there was no stakes there was no understanding I, what was i happening. fast forward and then the angel was just flying people around and there was a song about how he was an angel and i was like you know what i think i've got the gist it, it, this whole thing is is confusing because like like we said before it's visually notable i don't even want to say interesting it's notable there's sequences that like i said are, are genuinely probably kind of impressive for the time and if you were watching this in 1968 and you hadn't yet gone since <laughs> seen 2001 you'd be like oh shit that's crazy like this fucking labyrinth this insane you know yeah like spaceship or whatever. like i said the trailer looked amazing because it was really bizarre and it looked like it would be interesting because there's like you know they're like oh there's like the labyrinth and these weird dolls and all the stuff and it looks visually like you're like oh this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be like one of those bizarre 60s movies and it's gonna be fun to watch and it's just really really boring like really boring it's an incredibly tough slog I mean, there's no, there's no getting And I don't know if it was like, I wrote in one of my notes, I was like, maybe you have to be like, maybe you're supposed to take like acid or something before you watch the movie. Cause I'm like, I just can't picture any ordinary person sitting down and being like, all right, this was pretty good. You know what I mean? There's just nothing there to even say you liked unless you're a pervert. It's visually psychedelic, which is cool. And it is at times enticing. But it would be like taking LSD and then going to the fucking DMV. There is literally nothing gained 
from like the exciting like visual yeah, in front of you because there's not they're tethered to absolutely nothing. Yeah, they're just sandwiched and, with like the most boring and convoluted plot you've ever seen, in which you're like, I'm looking for this person. Why? I guess just because the president wants to see him. It was really not a great. I guess it, or he had invented guns or something. I didn't exactly 100%. He had created a weapon, I think, right? Was why the president wanted him? Yeah, he apparently had created some sort of positronic ray, which I either is what the society needs the society needed to advance or was a threat to society. I don't remember which. <laughs> it's real up in the air. I do remember saying when remember when uh, Barbarella seems surprised that the president is sending her. He says, "Well, we have no army." And uh, I can't possibly spare the presidential band, which really was a, a thing I wanted to come back to in the movie, and it never came back. <laughs> I was like, are they like a marching band, or are they soldiers? I, I need something here. Weird line just to throw out. Also, it's very uncomfortable the president talks to her while she's nude the entire time. He's having like this monologue with like a back shot of uh, Jane Fonda naked. Like You just see her back, and it's really weird. And, and and he repeatedly says he can't he can't wait to meet her in the flesh, which is like not a good like, way to work. Yeah. yeah and when she's like, like, "Oh, I'll get dressed," he's like, "No need." <laughs> just just because this is a video camera. Flesh to a naked woman, but I mean, like what I was trying to say earlier is like you know Pink Floyd's like The Wall is a psychedelic uh, yeah. film, but that's I mean at least at least in this scene you know you can assume that someone had a purpose. I mean it's pretty clear purpose for like what they're doing, and while it's often disjointed. Uh, I, everything's got like a theme and movement and momentum and inertia. I mean, we're just seeing like trippy visuals and then a bunch of a bunch of random nudity, <laughs> and then and then someone comes in and goes, "Oh, come this way," and then that that's how we transition into like the new stakes, if you could even call it that, of the movie. Is someone just being like, "Uh, come on over here," and she's like, yeah. "Sure, I'll come over there now." She basically completes her task by like just sheer coincidence. She lands oh, yeah. and finds a guy that makes her crash again so she can find another guy who leads her to the city where she can find the queen, where she finds the guy she's actually looking for. It's like, wow, this is just real lucky. She never actually does anything. It's, it, it's definitely like a weird movie because, I don't know, I, I was reading the thing about the comic and the guy was like, well, I wrote it. It was supposed to be like kind of feminist about like a woman and her sexuality. And it's like, I, I don't see that because no, she seems to just walk from sex to sex, which is not very... You know, maybe the comic is different, but the movie is, like, she she doesn't really need to be there. <laughs> other than the fact, I guess, she breaks his sex machine. So I guess there's that. It was a very, it was not a good watch. I was actually, like, really disappointed while watching it. That trailer really, really lied to us. Yeah, it absolutely did. <clears throat> so we have to get to the essential um, question of this movie, folks. Would you recommend anyone watch it? Uh, if you're, like, a huge pervert. And you want to see Jane Fonda topless? <laughs> Feel like just pop this baby in. All right, you got it. You nailed it. Holy shit! Would uh, you recommend yeah. it, Ben? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, um, it's it's. I would. It's not even like one of those movies where I'm like, if you had a group of friends and you were like, and they all get together and make fun of a movie, I. It's not worth it. There's just not enough there to enjoy because. Huge chunks of the movie are just dead silent, or they have like really shitty '60s psychedelic rock underneath of them, and they were like there wasn't like one song I've ever heard before. I was, so it was like not even good psychedelic rock, just real shitty. This yeah, the the film doesn't accomplish anything, and it's not particularly memorable. So no, I I just I absolutely would not recommend it. And there's lots of these sort of like buck rogers like wandering the cosmos movies including ones with female characters in them and they're all better than this like i mean like almost everything's better than this it's yeah it's 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 insane it's not worth your time Uh, they were apparently at one point going to try to make a sequel it's not in the the 90s we've watched right but it's uh no no i mean like if you were like you have to watch barbarella or suicide squad i'd be like oh barbarella is only an hour and a half <laughs> it's it's just somewhat joyless in my opinion ultimately yeah it, it was definitely there wasn't like really a moment where it, like i highly recommend everybody watch the trailer because the trailer is just like balls to the wall insane like it's just so weird that it made us want to do the movie 
And like moments after we recorded the mini episode, and I was looking at the trailer again. I was like, man, I feel like this is going to be one of those movies that burns me, you know, like where you see a trailer for a bad movie and you're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And then you see it and it just turns out it was just a bad movie, not like an yeah. enjoyable bad movie. Yeah, totally. So that's it for this week. Uh, if you have any suggestions for movies, want to leave any comments, if you want to tell us that Barbarella is your favorite childhood film, uh, swing on by our Facebook page or Instagram yeah, or Twitter it, or something. If Barbarella is your favorite childhood film, um, I would probably say we're sorry. That would usually be my take, but I stand by it. Yeah. If Barbarella is your favorite childhood movie, you need to see a therapist because something was wrong with your childhood. <laughs> um but you can leave a comment. Everything's at NAOS Pod. You can follow Ben on Twitter at the Disco Pony or his hilarious uh, comedy. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. His other Twitter account, uh, the Strange Log, which is patch notes for video games with no context. So they're pretty great because patch notes usually only make sense if you actually play a game, and there's a lot of weird stuff in video games. You it's can... the best thing I'm known for. This podcast number five. Wow, number five. A little That's hurtful. True. A little hurtful. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at it's pokes and other things i'm sure is also that's also my name uh so that's it come back next week we'll have a mini episode and we'll pick our next movie up to crucify him or i'll melt your face <laughs>